where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. Today we're going to do a short episode on the economy and financial health. We talk about here at The Awakened Man that you should endeavor to optimize all aspects of your life, not just intersexual dynamics or your interactions with females. And specifically purging your relationship through society that your life is incomplete without a woman. But also your physical health and financial health and emotional health, purging your addictions, watching out for big farming, big food, putting crap in our in our food to make us sick. Because, I mean, that's how it works, right? We eat nutritionally deficient food full of preservatives and toxins that big food shoves down our throat for 20, 30 years through the use of food porn or fast food and frozen pizzas or whatever. And then after those decades of being force-fed crap, then Big Pharma comes in, quote, with the solution on how to fix our hypertension, high cholesterol, cancer, or whatever. I mean, it's all a sham. But today we're going to talk about financial health. So if you're not really been keeping up with the news, the economy is doing quite well. The economy was doing very well under Trump, and then naturally with the, uh, the Chinese virus, it went bad. If you read the Epoch Times, the Epoch Times, which was it's a conservative newspaper originally founded by the Falun Gong, the Chinese dissident group. They literally call the virus or the, the Chinese Communist Party virus, the CPP virus. But in the last, oh, I would say since December, the economy has been going up. Jobs, companies are hiring jobs. The stock market, of course, has been doing well. Crypto is doing well. Real estate is doing very well. It is certainly a seller's market especially if you live out in the suburbs or in states that were not affected by COVID, meaning not affected by idiot liberal Democrat governors who pose lockdowns. So you see two, two migrational shifts that have actually been going on for about 50 years. One from the north, in particular New England and the Rust Belt to the south, Florida, Arizona, Texas. And you also see people going from big cities to suburbs or smaller towns because now COVID has kind of re redirected a lot of economies where they realize, hey, we can just do everything virtually. And so you've seen big cities like Chicago, New York, L.A., all people are flying out of that place because of uh, liberal policies. And also when, I mean, the, the crime has shot up in these towns, partly because of the defunding of the police and partly because these idiot liberal mayors are shipping in homeless people. You see in San Francisco, Gavin Newsom, the, the uh, governor of California, is allowing homeless people to stay in hotels, in the hotel district, giving them vodka and drug paraphernalia. And you wonder why the Chamber of Commerce in San Francisco is upset with them. So you see all these people leaving. So if you have a house in general, it is going up quite well, quite high during this time. It is definitely a buyer's market. So the economy is doing well. 
as I have to say, 2020 was a good year, for especially for the working class and the poor. But as a whole, because of the stimulus money and because, let's be real, some people actually benefited during the lockdown for whatever reason. Maybe they were in a job that wasn't affected by it. People have money in their pockets and the economy is doing well. Now, are you doing well is the question. And, of course, it's going to run the gamut, right? Some of you did very well during COVID and are doing very well now. And some of it has to do with you being a bachelor. Because even if, if the, the economy isn't doing well, when you're a bachelor, you get to determine where you work. If you pick up a second job, let's say you Uber drive or something like that, or you even have to move to another state for your job, you have complete versatility with your life, which is beautiful. But certainly the most important thing is when you're a bachelor, you get to determine how much you save or spend. And most men are pretty good at saving. But in general, I would probably hazard that if you're an upper class man, uh, you're probably doing well. You're probably doing well, as most of the economy is. Uh, the poor, on the other hand, maybe aren't doing well. Or those who didn't pick the right degrees or in kind of a dead-end blue-collar job or a service sector job. Maybe you got the stimulus money. But, you know, the stimulus money calculated for inflation because we're going to have major inflation soon with all this free money being put in, all this fiat currency. Uh, your dollar isn't worth what it used to be. But even so long run, let's say you were making 30000 a year. Okay, great. You got $1,400. Great. That's not really going to make a big difference in terms of your long-term uh, financial health. Some of you... And I think this is probably the hardest group, maybe, are those who were just recently divorce raped. You lost your assets, maybe up to a half. I know. I understand some marriages, uh, it works out well amicably and, and you don't lose a lot. Or maybe you guys both didn't have any assets. So you know, you equally lost little. But most cases with divorce, the man ends up losing more. He moves into an apartment. The woman keeps the house. Maybe he doesn't have to pay the mortgage payments. He signs off on that, so he doesn't have to pay for the mortgage payments. But he moves into a rental the last couple of years, and you just stay in a rental because you don't have the cash to put in the equity or avoid the PMI of buying a house. So now you're in a situation where you've been renting and had not really have been able to take advantage of, let's say, the real estate. Whereas your ex-wife, stays in the house that you bought, maybe with your hard-earned money, you were the ones that you're probably the primary breadwinner, was able to put in the PMI and put in equity in that house. But you divorce, she keeps the house, and now the last couple of years, especially with it being a buyer's market and these home, these house prices going up, she's going to reap that benefit. She's going to reap that benefit. I mean, I know somebody who bought a $310,000 home mostly with his money and his family's money, he cashed out some uh, IRAs, but uh, his family gave him uh, you know, 35000 40000 to avoid the PMI, kind of a gift. But they divorced, and he decided not to sell the house or force the kids and, the, and, the, and the, the wife out because he didn't want to do that to the kids. So he just signed off the paperwork saying that he was no longer responsible for paying off the, the mortgage of the house. But the wife... Because they bought the house in 2011, the wife, the house got appraised more, and the wife sold it for something like 
$100,000 more because of the 35,000 and about 50,000 total because he cashed up some IRAs. $50,000 total of his money or his family's money that he put in at the beginning plus the house got appraised $50,000 more. So she's rolling in this cash of 100K from selling that 100K more for selling the house. Now he goes to the wife, ex-wife, and says, hey, you know, this is my family's money. You don't deserve this. I should get half of this. And of course, what is she going to say? Her solipsism and her, her divine indignation, her righteous indignation, she's going to say, screw you. I'm not going to give you a dime of this because legally I don't have to. And he's right. You know, she's right. Legally, she doesn't have to. So now she moves into a newer home, uses his family's equity, his equity, but no, it's not really his equity because, you know, when you get married, everything's communal. He, she moves into a new house with the kids with his money while he's struggling, paying rent and not being able to get the cash, maybe. And again, this you, you guys who are rich can't relate to this story, but middle class, poorer class men, he can't necessarily qualify for a house. Maybe he can in the ghetto, but he can't qualify for a house, especially now with that, the house market going up. So he missed on this great bubble of house prices going up, but guess who benefited? Shockingly, no way. The wife benefits? No way. No way. So she gets half of the assets. She gets the monthly checks for breaking up the family through child support and or alimony. She gets all this stimulus money. What is it? The last time I think it was, what, $500 for each dependent, something crazy like that? So we talked about that in a previous episode, how a single mom or even a mom cohabitating with a rich man, like a rich doctor, she can make $6,000 off the stimulus money, depending on how much, how much uh, money she has and how much, um, how much money she gets for each dependent, how many dependents she has. So she gets that stimulus money, plus, as we talked about back in the spring, tax season, he doesn't get to write off the kids because they're not his dependents, but he's taxed his gross so he's taxed as if he's getting that 35% of child support he's actually giving to the woman. But she gets to ride off the kids as dependents, major tax write-off. Plus, she gets to ride off, or doesn't even count, I should say, the child support money that she gets from the man every month for the entire year. That's not counted as taxable income. So, I mean, as it is, she's getting all these benefits. Plus, in a lot of situations, the women kept the house, and now the women are going to make a windfall. While the man, who made most of that money in the first place, is renting and not taking advantage of the situation. He's enriching somebody else. And again, this isn't like a sourpuss story. This is just a story that, you know, this is a man channel. Some men are struggling with this. I understand many of you men are doing well right now. But there are people in this situation, especially recent divorcees, who are not. And so we want to feel for them. And it's like, what can they do? You know, when you have an albatross wrapped around your neck of paying 30, 35, 45, 50% of child support for the next X amount of years, it's really hard to make a, a financial headway. I mean, you really have to double your income. Now, yeah, she might not be spending your money like she, you were before. She was, you were the human ATM machine. But still, paying child support and losing half your assets or your pension or your retirement is a major economic hit. And this is why getting the gray divorce is the hardest when you get divorced in your 50s and 60s because you have less time to, to rebuild that money. 
But either way, I wanted to bring this to some people's attention that the system just is not right. It's unfair to men. Again, as we talked about in that episode, whoever initiates divorce shouldn't get the kids or any money. Because as long as the system is set up the way it is, it's a contract that benefits the person who breaks the contract. Why should the person get money for breaking up the family? All these things we talked about. So as I mentioned in that episode of the angry retort, or the retort to the angry woman, we don't hate women. We hate the system. And you would hate the system too if the system was set up to hurt you the way it's set up to hurt men. But men don't get sympathy. Right? 75% of suicides are done by adult men. Nobody cares. Nobody knows that stat. Because men are replaceable. So man, if you're in this situation, plow ahead, try to find a second job, re reorient your career, do something. Or just do something and try to get financial health, but most importantly, purge your thirst so you don't get sucked back into the plantation again. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please place an honest review right now. It takes you five seconds, especially if you have an Apple product. It gets the algorithm to get our message out to more men. We are the most episoded and reviewed MGTOW channel out there, and that's because of you posting a review. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to donate some money to help defray the cost of hosting this podcast on a server. I'd appreciate that. Also, there's a link to the website, naturopathicearth.com. I know it's hard to spell. That's why I put a link in there. Click on that. It takes you to the homepage. You can read all the articles that we have over there. All the podcasts are there all the way back to 2017. You'll see my two books on the right side. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon where you can buy the books. Or if you're just on Amazon, anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission. No expense to you because we're Amazon affiliates. Lastly, if you want to talk to me one-on-one, contact me through clarity.fm. And please subscribe and post an honest review for all three channels. The Awakened Man, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with addictions and is my personal channel. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.